0: Do not settle for mids when it comes to concentrate. AKA, if you're going to put a, co- a product out there and you're going to put yourself behind the product, make sure it's the same quality of what you would want to put in your body mm. that you're giving other people. Because right. at the end of the day, this isn't just what gets us high and has, lets us have fun. This is medicine. they don't really I don't mix. Care. I don't really care. I'm
1: that bitch to my knowledge, yeah Catalog flawless, yeah I'm a boss and my schedule will pack so I don't make Welcome to Blue Dream cannabis, Radio, the people's cannabis podcast A weekly podcast giving communities of color A dose of the real deal in the cannabis industry Learn with us, smoke with us, and join us as we bring truth to power
0: bogus I know you never heard of flow this Unnerving, don't leave room for competition Finish unhopeless They be huddled talking down on a girl it up like moses brought the life to the crowd all the haters turned around are they What's going
1: on, my high people this is another episode of blue dream radio this is your host ellie G. and this is freedom and we're here today with our friend brie say hi hi and we have an awesome episode lined up for you so i'll give you some more information college is a time for exploration and growth students throughout the world are using cannabis as a means to cope with the arduous work and stress of being in college on today's episode Brie will talk to us about her organization, named SMART, and how it's advocating for students, creating new research on the cannabis plant, and breaking the stigma and demystifying cannabis. So tune in, and let's get high-er with Blue Dream Radio. (laughs) All right, Brie, tell us a little bit about yourself and about SMART.
0: Okay, so... I don't actually own SMART, I am actually working with SMART in the New York branch to connect cannabis companies over to students for jobs and internships that they have open. So SMART stands for Student Marijuana Alliance for Research and Transparency, and we're an open forum created by students for students and the community to learn about cannabis in a stigma-free environment. So we have our education section, which currently educate students and community on the different types of cannabis consumption forms as well as different methods of just consuming cannabis. We have our job and opportunity section, which is what I help with the most, and it's where students and other community members can actually just have access to jobs that are open in the cannabis industry. And then we have our Get Involved. So Get Involved is more for community-based events and outreaches that we would do at schools, such as seminars and webinars and then different educational events for students to learn about the industry. And so right now we have, uh, for the most part, a lot of our uh, branches are outside of New York, and we don't have our New York basis yet. So, that's pretty much what I'm working on with SMART currently, is to just get a nice stronghold in on New York. So Pace University and Columbia, as well as NYU, are currently the schools that we're going to be focusing on and launching our branches in, in the fall coming up.
1: So, talk to us a little bit about yourself, Bree. How did you come to this work?
0: well <laughs> I actually started officially in the cannabis industry back in uh, March okay so that's officially when I started working with smart uh, prior to that I'd been going to a couple of different events I'd helped with a web with a web series and met a bunch of different, mm-hmm. Just business owners as well as people who are investors and work in the industry. And that ended up building a pretty decent network. So I signed up with SMART just to be a student in there and to just kind of like learn more about cannabis. Ended up getting approached to be an ambassador. And then from there helping bring over the companies who had those jobs and internships that they wanted to reach students to then fill up the job and opportunity section. So I've been working with that recently, as well as dabbling a bit mm. in product development outside of what I've been studying in school. So when I first got involved in SMART, it was just as a student at Arizona State, where I'm currently enrolled as a biochemistry student. that's uh, <laughs> Awesome.
2: <laughs> what you going to do with that? You going to grow weed with that?
0: Actually, um, that is one of the things I wanted to do with it. That is one of the things I wanted to do with it, but bureaucracy. What do you mean by that? So, the reason why I mentioned that I'm doing, I've been dabbling in product development recently, is because even though I'm a biochemistry major, experimental photography was always a side hobby. And recently, I've been doing it more for cannabis companies to help them get more social media content. And just development out there. And I started looking more towards it now as a career because doing science in cannabis is extremely difficult. There are all kinds of rules, there are all kinds of just different certifications. And it's going along right now the similar lines to getting a dispensary license. Mm. It's not as easy as, Oh, I have a biochemistry degree, I then have to do one or two internships with a cannabis company and then I'll have like all those years of experience and stuff. You could have all of that experience, but at the end of the day it's still almost like the dispensaries where you still have to go through another set of certifications and processes and information about that is very limited. Mm. It's all super limited. So it's kind of making me not want to give up on that career path, but look at it in a different light of maybe I should develop out my career in a different way Mm. and just this stuff mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> and kind of just like started up myself and make my own lab versus trying to work in a lab for someone else mm. yeah sure. sounds awesome yeah sounds like
1: <laughs> so what we normally do is we start off our episodes with something that we like to call the of quote of the day and so what we do is we just read you a quote and then ask you for just what your feedback is what your thoughts are so
2: um, okay so me? this quote is from yeah. Afri- African pr- um, proverb um and it goes like this until the story of the hunt is told by the lion the tale of the hunt will always glorify the hunter what does that mean to you
0: i actually like this quote because it's all it really does talk about perspective to me and how when until you can see the point of view of the other person in a story or scenario you're never gonna fully understand the full picture kind of like when you see a hunter and a lion all you're thinking is oh my gosh this guy is like a hero that lion is terrible but then you don't realize that lions are actually on the brink of extinction and are constantly hunted they have families In their and habitat. they're yes and they are not actually provoking any human contact it's like they're amber, really being hunted like it's
2: like amber what's her name the the lady that shot um, Benton John um, uh, I don't know her last name. Whatever her last name. She went to somebody's house, killed somebody, and now she's she's only going to do five years, ten Hunter years. and hunted. Yeah, so... Exactly. <laughs> his story's not going to be told. The no. only story that's being told is hers.
0: Mm-hmm. Because it's like... She's the, situation. the yeah. I mean, or She's the hunter in a situation. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you only see the person that's still standing there. It's still alive. Yeah. And it's really... I feel like it is a really important quote because as Liz mentioned where you can't discuss cannabis without discussing the people have been impacted by it. And I'm like, yeah, because one of the biggest arguments against legalization is crime. I don't want my crime rate to go up or yeah, people so many people have been arrested for this. It. Like just because people have been arrested for something on a large scale does not mean that it is something serious or something that should actually be illegal. And then all the
2: people are making money, legally. Oh, kind of the like same how sh- they're is yeah. illegal,
0: but nudist beaches are a thing. Yeah. yeah. But it's also from the perspective... That is true, I not that it. <laughs> the lens that they're using it from,
1: right? Yeah. So it's if we're going to use regular... T- and, and that's why I stopped watching like mainstream news, because if you look at mainstream oh news, God. literally the only people so who, who commit any, any type of crime oh. are always people of color. Like every time they talk about a rape happening, we live here in New the York. Like it's a rape authority. is happening. It's, it's always like a black yeah. person, um, or a brown or a brown person, right? It's always something. And the positive things that are happening, in our communities are often done at the hands of white people and so and
2: white little kids doing great things
0: yeah <laughs> yeah kind of like, and it's one of those wow you're getting that imagery in real young exactly. though because you don't see like images of black children doing really good things and the truth is a lot of black children are trying to help their communities and are really trying to like better their lives and so that they don't have to fall into any stigmas and you don't actually see that. And then mm, yeah. in, in, within
2: our own movement, it's like I'm not I'm not hating on, on that girl Greta from Sweden, the the little girl that's doing the climate, the climate, climate, activism, the climate yeah. strike. Um, I'm not hating on her, but there's been a lot of indigenous people in this country that's been doing this work since they are I mean, born around the world, and they don't get as much play as this little girl is getting play.
0: It's an, it's an actual skin color thing, and it's. It's hard to deny at one point, because when you really look at it, sometimes I'll see stuff in the news that blows up and I'm just like, so? And yes. people, people We've look been at me. This this. Yes, time. people will look at me. And they're like, "Why are you so mean?" Or, "Oh, you're just a hater." And I'm like, "I'm not a hater. I'm just not impressed with something I've already seen before that's been done for years." I
2: recycled. <laughs> Yo, indigenous people been recycling for how long? But it's
0: not even. It's like us regular people, like working class people. We
1: reuse, recycle all the time, not because like it's because you get ticketed and fined. It's because you <laughs> we have, have to. Yes. because you know what? We can't afford Tupperware, we or we don't have Tupperware this. parties. We had to reuse our country crock butter <laughs> pl- Tupperware t- t- pl- t- we, we ended up reusing plastic bags forever so you know it's definitely we were taught we're often talking from the space from the lens of the hunter we are taught history from the lens of the hunter rarely do we ever learn history our own history our own ancestral history
2: so yeah thank you that was a good segment <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit more in depth, what SMART is trying to do throughout the United States? Um, what kind of campaigns you are working on? Um, well, what is the movement that you are creating?
0: So as I mentioned, it's a, an open forum that's been created by students through a stigma-free environment. Mm-hmm. The goal is to have SMART established at colleges. Mm-hmm. All colleges have an anime club. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have an anime club, you have like the track Blue teams, club. all of that.
1: The young Democrats, the young Republicans, yeah. Why The young fascists.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. The young tiki torches. Exactly. It's like, why should colleges across the country not have a club or group that's geared towards cannabis education and helping students find jobs in the cannabis industry as well as helping educate their communities? Facts. Like, that's something that, why should that not be something that's a staple at every college? This is medical information. This is life information that they should have access to, and what better place is it to have it integrated right into where you learn? Yeah. And to just have it there. And then you, you pay otherwise. all this money for tuition, so
2: you basically. might as
0: well have something that benefits you yeah. overall in life and it's teaching you something. Yeah. I mean,
2: college kind of <laughs> students smoke weed every day almost.
0: True. It's like you might as well make sure you're not only getting good yeah. stuff, but you know what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing with cannabis is that it's a it's great. But it requires education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And SMART is very firm on that. Like our main goal is education. We want to expand our education section outwards. So right now I'm been in contact with several people over in white papers to try to get permission to actually put the white papers on the SMART section in SMART mm. so that hey, free white papers. This is free information. They are willing to sign it over. All you have to do is just like talk to them, kind of let them know, hey, this is what we're doing, get their legal team to just like say, yep, perfect site, we can release it. Oh, bang, bang, boom, we have this access now public on a forum for communities and students to actually have access to. So it's something that while expanding on the job and opportunity is also important when it comes to actually educating people and making sure that the stigma is lifted because at the end of the day the United States as a whole country has a really bad stigma against cannabis and that's not going anywhere anytime soon mm-hmm. no. it's super hard smart itself aims to create an atmosphere that is free of the stigma and to just educate people as much as we can so that we can help lift it because you aren't going to be able to get rid of the stigma through legalization mhm It's not going to do anything. You're just still going to have a bunch of people running around thinking that cartridges is the only way you can consume cannabis and that's Mm -hmm. the best way. Mm -hmm. When at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, no, those are pretty much like the cigarettes of cannabis right now. Like, those are our cigarettes Mm -hmm. at the moment. (laughs) For sure. Or, I mean, most people don't
1: even know that cartridges are an option for folks who have been told that's Or concentrates. Yeah, Yeah. I've been told that that Mm -hmm. the cannabis, like, they only think of, Flower, but that's, that's, that's yes. the only way that they've ever seen that or and they can't get on board
0: with it yes yeah. and it's so crazy because then you and then they'll have like the craziest experiences too and i realized like you know if you actually knew a more bit more about cannabis in general you would not have these bad experiences actually that that's you right. mentioned yeah and you would have access to much better quality product you would be a lot better off because it's not at the end of the day cannabis is not just about getting high no it's medical there are people who can't actually physically survive a day without smoking
2: and then my thing is at at some point we all need to start learning what the cannabis plant is even though we can start as recreationally we can (laughs) yeah we can start as recreational but one at at some point we need to dive into the the actual plan and finding the chemistry and what works for you what doesn't work for you uh, and, and what doses you should be using because oh, a lot yes. of people don't even know the, the doses this, that Yes, use. or
0: that it comes out and my my favorite phrase edibles really f me up yeah and i'm just look at them and i'm like no the person who made those edibles didn't measure them out yeah and you can even go into dispensaries and ask them about their edibles any state they will tell you edibles are not regulated by state, mm-hmm. um, most of the time, if you want it regulated, you have to do a mom and pop type stuff, and you would have to really trust them. Do it yourself. It's right. and that's something that people don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's even not that. Like,
1: I, 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 we recently were uh, interviewing Vince from um, a CBD remedy, and he had mentioned. Shut up, Vince. <laughs> and he had mentioned something that was so mind-boggling to me because I think about my own first time when I consumed cannabis, and it was I was in high school we were too ambitious so we smoked we made our own brownies we did everything and then i was tripping for it felt like forever it felt like days but it was really about 13 hours i was tripping <laughs> and I, and vince was like, was, and vince was like you oh. put whole ounce in
2: there. <laughs> and vince was like well yeah
1: um when you're thinking about edibles Think about your own metabolism because you could be on a, on a trip forever if you if you metabolize food just much really slowly. And oh I was god. like, "That's me! Oh my god!" And I was just like, "Damn! I never even thought about that." I was just like, "Oh, weed brownies—that's easy." Yeah. And it's like the understanding of like what an edible is and how. It's your body because processes it's it.
0: every a lot of times your mental state when it comes to cannabis yeah. is that it's fun and games and it's all recreational, but you have to realize that it's not no. and it has a much deeper okay. effect. Uh, yeah, and just uses overall so it's one of those things where I've met people who've been smoking for oh my gosh longer than I've been alive mm-hmm. and I still blow their mind on stuff and then the stuff that they're just like wow I can't believe this is happening and I'm like yeah. yeah it's new age cannabis we're studying more about it and at the end of the day there are going to be certain things that Are probably gonna be outsourced or used not as frequently anymore. And I can see the industry changing because of that, which is research. But it's just really one of those things that education is the biggest key for it. Mm -hmm. Like, cannabis is never gonna get anywhere unless you educate people and utilize your resources as much as you can. Anytime I think about California, I get mad, they don't utilize their resources, business or research wise they stick with flour it irritates me yeah
2: so i want to take a, a step back so i just <laughs> want to ask you like how before you joined smart what was your perspective or your view on cannabis like growing up what was your experience with cannabis
0: uh uh-huh. so my family is like very against cannabis for the most part uh what where you I... from where, where's your family from uh, so they're actually, so my mom's family is actually from the south and okay. so they are from like a small town down there. So pretty much we would spend our summers down there and then just the rest of the year in New York. The thing is, is that when you have family from a small town, like a small town, they really don't, even if they go to college and stuff and they spend the other part of their life in a city, they still have that small-town mental state. Pretty much, cannabis was one of those things that I was taught, you would die from it. It was at mm. that same level of cocaine. Dos Mets. Mm. Like, it was at that same level of cocaine to the there extent, went. tell me how my dad <laughs> would give me whiskey and vodka when I'm in high school, but I'm looking at a joint, and he's like, no. Yeah. Right.
2: That's, that's what thugs <laughs> you. <too>.
0: Yes! Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was, that was pretty much the mental state where it's like we would rather give you alcohol as someone under 17 than let you smoke weed mm. yeah. they're like, like one of my cousins does smoke now but for the most part I try to keep my entire cannabis industry away from them mm. because they are not really receptive to it they have the whole mental state of cannabis is not good for you Mm -hmm. they grew up heavily Mm -hmm. influenced by like the war on drugs and in their minds no matter how much you could show them hey this is medical it'll help you it's still in the same way for them the concept of when you do coke and you get a high Mm -hmm. you get a high and it feels Mm -hmm. good and in their mind, the high that you would get from cannabis is on the same lines as that, mm. where it's not a good high. It's a temporary high that has yeah. negative long-term effects that are eventually going to kill you at an early time and mess up your life. But it's
1: not the same thing like alcohol, though, because
0: you can get yeah. drunk, but it, and it's okay <laughs> because you're amongst family. Yeah. Or, you know, yes, it's... I love culture. Yeah, I mean, I Dominicans, Dominicans yes.
2: they teach. I, just, I was having a conversation <laughs> with my cousin the other day, and he was telling me that when he was growing up he was not he was yeah. not educated on social inequity. So all he all he wanted to do was drink and, and mess with girls. Like that's all he wanted to do. And then he told me that our family taught it's, him yeah. that it was cool. You just gotta be a man and have sex with a bunch of women and get drunk. And you know, that that's people... that's what Dominicans um live by. It's just getting drunk look, and look having at, sex. Look at like music videos and stuff, right? It or... really
0: displays the image exactly the same way. <laughs> And it's legit a cultural, like, aspect.
2: Get Be drunk. Be an alcoholic. Or or like, yes. Even, like, if you remedies, smoke that weed, you live my house right now. The remedies that they
0: <laughs> give to kids. Like, I have a friend
1: who, um, growing up when she was... So, one thing, like, for teething babies, they rub whiskey on their gums. <laughs>
0: yes! In order to, that. Like, stop, that was me as a
1: baby. <laughs> yeah.
0: Old... old Alcohol is okay. It's
1: okay. That and, like, the other was... Um, Growing up in New York, having a really rough winter, I had a friend whose parents used to make them hot toddies in the, in yes. the, the wintertime to walk to school. And
0: you don't know that there's alcohol in it. Because so they're going to put get you to get sleep. Older.
1: <laughs> but it's like kids walk into school thinking of alcohol, of whiskey, but it's okay because, oh, they're warm. It's, their body hot are warm, and it's, like- and it's always
0: like, well, it's only... This minimal amount, and it's funny. You will teach a child regulation when it comes to alcohol and that, but you won't teach a child regulation when it comes to cannabis. Yeah.
2: And it's and it's more it's, and it's more natural than than it's alcohol. It will so go low through the, the process yeah. that alcohol goes through.
0: Oh my gosh! Like, te- I don't know. Like when people get wasted in college because they didn't learn how to moderate alcohol. I'm like, I learned this in high school, but I really at the same time wish that. I learned moderation with cannabis and that cannabis was one of those things that was on the same level as alcohol in my family. Absolutely. Where it's like this was such a part of just my family get-togethers and just being together that I saw it as normal. I'll tell people when I started drinking and they just look at me and they're like, Wait you drinking at family functions i was like yeah my dad used to like mix up really fun concoction drinks and pass them over like hey try this what do you think should i make this into a drink for the party mm-hmm. yeah i know but you can bet he hid the fact that he was smoking a, a joint in like a van in the backyard like
2: because that's taboo exactly. yep. and if, you, if you have that smell like where you came from yep you came from yep. somewhere
0: i mean even cigarette smoke right?
2: yeah like
1: we could talk about cigarettes and it's the same the same thing um, Alright, so let's talk a little bit more about, about SMART. So you guys are here in New York, you're in a few schools and there are chapters of SMART throughout the country. How is SMART in particular talking to people, Yes, um, <laughs> to communities that are most negatively impacted by the war on drugs?
0: Well, Smart itself actually uh, gears itself towards students of color. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're founded by students of color, awesome. and for and that's actually our gear point. Mm-hmm. Our demographic yeah. is students of color, eighteen to twenty five. Our ambassadors, we tend to try to have students of color as our ambassadors, and we gear our a lot of our events towards the BSU as well, and incorporating them into just not only our events, but just like the startups of how we want to really get introduced into the schools to just show, yeah, we are for people of color and we are based in people of color. Mm-hmm. So we want these opportunities out there because at the end of the day, people of color and women of color are really what I see missing the most in the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. Girl everywhere. Yo. <laughs> we, we
2: miss oh, it everywhere. All
0: over. oh Whenever I see like award events and stuff, and I'm like looking at this, and I'm like, "Wow, we're the people of color. We're the women of color." Mm-hmm. Like, or damn. the ones that,
2: that they are there, the ones that are, are there are not really doing the work that needs to be done yes. in the communities they belong to.
1: Or we're only allowed one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like everyone's loving Ava DuVernay, and she is amazing, remarkable. Her work is out of this world. But she's the only one that we're allowed like there are only <laughs> a, how it's, many how many more how many decades have to pass before we get like another Ava DuVernay yeah.
0: because at the end of the day it's one of those situations where it's like this was monumental we need to keep it special yeah. it doesn't have to be special to be monumental yeah. what's monumental is having a full house of women of absolutely. color absolutely that's when you get monumental how many
1: subpar white comedian male comedians are there Oh like a trillion Too of that. How many just like count. how many can you see like on, on like a Netflix special?
2: But but we can <laughs> even talk about food. Like how many chefs that are like super famous out there that are women of color? Oh, none. Almost none. I mean, and how none? many
1: of those chefs learned how to cook from women, women of, of color. color?
2: Almost all of them. <laughs> so it's like it goes it intertwines with every aspect of our lives how it's, inequities are divided throughout you know the United States, which is crazy. Uh, so. How do you guys get your membership? What do you do to get members?
0: Simple outreach. So we use social media. We have our events at the school fairs. So when outside of like the school fairs, we have our webinar and seminar series actually coming up in the fall for New York as well as our other branches. So what that is, it's alternating weeks of a seminar and a webinar. So the webinar is really just kind of a viewing of an interview with someone in the cannabis industry discussing either how to do a startup, different regulations in the cannabis industry, some different like local updates and stuff, and then the actual seminar would be one of those people coming in mm-hmm. and talking to students as well as getting to know them and students having an opportunity to meet a person in the industry up close and personal and really get to ask them questions and just have an exposure that they wouldn't have while being on campus. And so we do a lot of our recruitment that way and and at different expos and events. So good example, the Cannabis Expo that just came past. One of the ways we really recruit and are able to connect with students is that we get discounted promo codes and tickets for cannabis-centered business events and we're able to give those out to students. That's great. So all students have to do is sign up, and the sign up is free, so they don't have to worry about like paying a fee or anything. And then in the email blast for our newsletters, whenever we get those promo codes, we send them out. And then the promo codes we're allowed to use outside of just that, so we can give them out to other students that we would want to come to the actual like thing, where it's like, hey, here's this thing for SMART, if you want to come to this event, we have a promo code for it. You just sign up with us, and you get the promo code. Oh, that's, that's cool. awesome! So the
1: organization itself is like a pretty amazing pipeline of people of color into the cannabis industry, like yes. into cannabis, into the yeah into the profession.
2: That's Which is necessary don't. because <laughs> the new wave of 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 college graduates they're gonna come out with so much debt. That they need to find they need to find a way um, to make up the money that they're gonna they're gonna lose. So I'm glad that smart is, is in the business of what they of what they do because college students need a way to make money quickly. And also one thing I've industry. learned is that
0: the industry has no way to contact college students mm. because of the stigma. You cannabis companies can't post their jobs on school websites. Oh, no. Like, really think about what you can post on a school website and policies and who and who wouldn't have issues with things. Yeah. One thing I've learned from, like, just the months I've been working with the different companies is that they have they can't post their jobs on the sites. You, they can't post it on students. sites. Can they post it on your site? Yes. Okay, good. So that's how I pipeline through. Whenever any yeah. cannabis... If you have a cannabis company and you have jobs or internships that you need for students, you send them my way and we post them on the site and students can then apply to it. And anyone who's a member of SMART can, will get updated as soon as the jobs are posted and then they can then apply for it. And then companies now have an out, a pipeline to students that they were not able to have. And it's mm. cannabis geared. That's great. Cannabis speakered as well as to students of color and in within communities of color. At the end of the day, we want to bring this education to communities of color and we want to bring it to the students of color because they have been the ones impacted the most. A lot of students of color really want to get involved, but at the end of the day, in states like New York, where legalization for just medicinal is just now kind of getting known more about. And having a slightly more access to, you have like a saturation of people that could work in the industry. You have all of these people that's like, hey, we would love to work in the industry, and no way to contact them. Yeah, no connection. You don't know people from New York. You can't get to schools. You don't know how to get around, and it honestly makes it difficult because New York is New York. If you're not from here people really don't mess with you too much because you have to understand what it's like growing up here and The culture being, of New York, yeah. Yes, and then just being impacted by cannabis here and the way it still is going. So, I, the reason why I really believe in SMART is just the fact that we are able to bring cannabis that way okay. and to just bring the education outward. And that's one of the things I look for is that it makes cannabis education readily available. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I can get behind. Okay, so
2: what are some of the challenges as a woman in this industry that you have faced or that you see women of color are facing in the cannabis industry?
0: Um, honestly, representation and just corporate job development. Mm. Elaborate So representation, as in, I. it's really, you don't see a lot of women of color actually Represented in cannabis in the cannabis companies, like a lot of women of color have their own cannabis in brands and their own cannabis companies, but getting them to that point of high level rec- 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 ah, recognition. And just popularity and people wanting to collaborate and work with them is extremely difficult. Yeah. Like, it's very difficult. And it is a struggle to where it's like, wow, do you just not want women of color especially to succeed in the cannabis industry right now? Because one big thing I hear from a lot of women of color that own businesses is that they're tired of getting screwed over. They're just like, I'm tired of trying to, like, start a business and work with other people and then having them not want to work with me because they realize, oh, this is a female-owned business. This is an actually female-owned business. You will not be discussing any business with a male. And... They feel threatened.
2: Do you feel that it's because of... They feel that women don't have the knowledge of the industry, especially women of color? I feel
0: like it is that heavy. Because one of the things that I hate to say I grew in popularity with was the fact that I smoke so much. I smoke so much not only for recreational, but for medicinal as well. Which is why... I ended up meeting so many companies because I'll go to events and they're just like, holy shit, you smoke a lot. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't just recreational, it's medicinal. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I guess, an impressive factor. We're like, oh, wow, you're a female that can smoke a lot and you don't get messed up. And it's almost the same equivalent of being a heavyweight drinker. Mm -hmm. It's impressive. It's like, oh, wow, you can hold hold your your liquor. Yes. (laughs) And the biggest misconception is that when females are in a cannabis industry, they also drink. It's like, okay, I get it. You smoke, but you probably also drink. You probably can't smoke that much, and you'll definitely pass a blunt or a joint that comes your way. And it's the same aspect of, like, drinking, where it's like you kind of, oh, you can't hold your weight. You must not really know the depths of things. Mm. And it's a difficulty I've been facing because when, even with, like, the science field, When I was involved with that, mostly, and not even looking at any product development and any kind of, like, social media management, before I even, like, got involved with that, I was having difficulties because a lot of times people see a woman of color and they never, there's, like, this misconception that she's doing anything important. There's, like, a misconception that she's, like, not doing anything important.
2: And you see that in your family as well. Like now that you're in the industry, how
0: they view that? They don't know I'm in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> they do well, find out today. <laughs> uh, no, they don't listen to podcasts. Okay. Oh my, yeah, they're so they only, they actually still listen. They still watch old school news and listen mm. to radio. Mm. They're very old fashioned. Yeah, like I'm they trying they to so get really her
2: to watch watch stop listening to radio. The, the baby boomers.
0: Yeah, I they love really the radio. Are. They really are, and it's um. It's one of the struggles that I've noticed that and the whole generational gap of hey, this is new age stuff. And yes, I'm young, but hey, we still have knowledge on this and what you can accomplish in a short period of time now is much different than what you could accomplish in a short period of time generations ago. Yeah. So I myself personally have had a lot of like struggles when it comes to like not only being taken seriously as a woman of color in the industry but gaining the respect as a woman of color or just the woman in general because it's like the whole two strike thing not only are you a woman but you're also black Mm -hmm. type of stuff and so it's a bit of a struggle because I'll have issues finding people that will seriously want to work with me like we seriously believe in you and we're looking at your talent but we gotta
2: we gotta we gotta the wait we gotta wait it out. Yes. Hey, see Timely what happens.
0: Kidding. Yes. <laughs> I faced it with so many different companies that it made the concept of going into anything outside of science not seem possible. Because at least with science, you have a backbone. It's like hey, I have a degree that literally says I know what I'm talking about. More so than you do on this particular topic, specifically cannabis, plant genetics, biology. It's a piece of paper that says that. I can have the basis of like grounding and respect with that. And so it's one of those things where it was difficult for me to think of being able to gain that without that specific career path, especially yeah. with what I wanted to work in. Mm-hmm. Then I started working with um, doing, like, social media and stuff and in product development with this other company called Space Cannon. And that's when I kind of saw, like, a difference in, like, hey, you can be treated with respect and you can flourish in the cannabis industry. So it's when I kind of started to realize the cannabis industry is like any any other industry. You find your niche in it and you're set. But finding your niche as a woman of color and just a person of color in general, especially with the stigma behind cannabis, Mm -hmm. because other thing that people tend to assume as a person of color in the cannabis industry is that I'm a plug. Mm -hmm. If I say I work in a cannabis industry as a person of color, yeah, first assumption is that I'm a plug. I am not a plug at all. I have a lot of friends who by coincidence turned out to be plugs that I found out later on. Yo, I've had an entire group of friends that I met from some activism thing, and it turned out out weird. of ten of them, eight of them sell. And I'm like, what? Okay, dude? okay, coincidence. I'm not but, okay. the plug, but I got the connect. <laughs> exactly. But like that's an, but that's like a stigma assumption that you deal with, and it's just like, oh, you work at a camp, you must work directly with the drugs, and it's like, no, I don't at all. It's it's a weird assumption and. It comes to it when you're a person of color, that's just like the first thing that comes to people's mind.
2: The first thing they
0: see. Yeah, it's like, oh, canvas, and you must work in growing something. It's like, no. I work in one of those aspects that does not handle flour unless I choose flower. to. Yeah. Like if I didn't want to touch flour, I wouldn't have to.
2: Okay. That's <laughs> awesome. So I know he threw you off, and I, I just know. want to give a shout out to Young Blood <laughs> that's screaming
0: in the background. Yo, he's um, like adorable. Yeah, I don't, don't even like children, but this child is like really adorable. And like, you're really smart, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's like he's actually he's like, gonna he be he's him. gonna be the
2: host in a few yeah. years. He's gonna be that's right, Bucky. You're gonna be hosting. Oh my gosh, you're gonna you have, have one of those that's like you're
0: gonna have one of those Instagram, YouTube viral children. Yeah, he's, that's like so woke it blows people's <laughs> minds. And they just use all their parents' equipment and they're the coolest kid. My yeah. daddy said
2: I have the <laughs> endocannabinoid system. Do you know what the endocannabinoid system is? Like a Yo, four-year-old. Your child's resume.
0: My first podcast was when I was six months old. <laughs> <laughs> You
2: don't know nothing about that? Let me play that song for you. <laughs> Alright, so this as you can see this packet is not just um, you know, being serious and having serious conversation. We always always wanna have some fun with it. So can you tell us that's right, baby. what was your first time you smoked? And what was that experience like?
0: Okay, this is gonna be a funny one. So uh the first time I smoked uh was right after I had turned fifteen. And I had just transferred high schools. Half a day, we cut school to go to the NYC pillow fight.
2: NYC pillow fight. I they had
0: of. these pillow fights at Union Square. Okay. Oh, everything happened at Union Square. Hipster. <laughs> you know, like they used to do free hugs and stuff, ain't U- yes. yes, it was something like that, but as a pillow fight. Okay. We cut school because like, I had just transferred to the school. Of course, I'm like, yo, I just well, transferred here. This? Uh, this was a prep. I transferred from like this preparatory school to just like some random public high school that was like.
2: In Irving. It was Washington Irving. Uh,
0: no, 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 no. It was like in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. it was in Brooklyn. It was in Brooklyn because I was at an I was at like one of those preparatory private schools, and I just did not want to be there. So it was, a, I transferred to a different school. Then last minute, my parents found out and they were like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Mm. I ended up just getting placed in like some random like health profession school where I was like, okay, hey, it's still doctors. <laughs> but um, we were doing a pillow fight, I cut school, all that stuff. Someone like in the crowd was passing, uh, it was just passing a joint around and so the girl who I cut school with yes the girl who I cut school like convinced me to cut school and stuff so we can go to pillow fight she takes a hit from it and here's my mentality about things this is gonna be really messed up though but this is my mentality about things I'd always heard that smoking weed would kill you Mm -hmm. and that if you took a hit you would die but here's my thing if I watch someone else drink something and they don't die, I, I don't know it's drink. safe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually waited for her to take the hit. To die. <laughs> and see if she was okay
2: afterwards. The
0: <laughs> before I took the hit and I saw she was okay. That's research. That, that was the first thought of like, maybe the stuff that my parents told me was bullshit. Like the yeah. tooth fairy. And so it's I took close. my hit. Yes. I took my first hit because after I was like, wait, she's okay. This should be fine. Um, Even though I'm from New York, I didn't actually smoke a lot in New York until this year. So before this year, I smoked mostly when I was living in Miami or whenever I would go to the West Coast. So Washington State, Portland, California, those were like my smoking experiences. And now I'm, like, back in New York and I have access to smoking. So, like, yo, I can smoke now. Like, I can actually smoke on a regular mm-hmm. and not be like I was when I was 15 and randomly just get weed at a, an event. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, you can get weed from a from a real person with real stuff. That's and you not get lace. It exactly. That's not lace. With and not some coke Or something.
0: My guy uses crystals oh, no. to purify mm-hmm. on top mm-hmm. of the organic... It's everything I get is organic grown from. Oh, me. yoga. Yes, okay, and, then that's he, good thing. and then he also uses I crystal energies. I so thought to you were gonna say it. crystal meth. I was like, no, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> girl. Uh, no, I'm on that you new a age flag. hippie <laughs> stuff. I'm on that new okay, age it. hippie it's, stuff. I'm all I need to roll with you. Yes, then.
2: I need to roll with you. We're using
0: those crystals to help purify any energies. Furthermore, with the cannabis, that's awesome.
2: Okay, I want to I <laughs> smoke that weed too. I'm gonna roll with you the next time. So. If you can smoke with anybody, dead or alive, famous and unfamous, who will you smoke with?
0: Ah, this question, oh my gosh. I was contemplating it because I was like, damn, this is going to be like, yeah. So I actually don't really care about famous people or celebrities because growing up I was taught that. So my family actually knew a lot of famous people from the South before they were famous. And they taught me, one thing they taught me is that famous people aren't important, they're regular people that you know. That one day their talent blows up. Uh, there aren't any famous people I'd want to smoke with. If I had a choice, I would honestly want to light up with my family. That's and awesome. have us just sit there, smoke, and just talk out some stuff that we never really got to just hash out. And just from smoking, I realized, you know... A lot of the issues that my family have with just each other and with life in general, Mm -hmm. if we all sat down and just smoked for a good long night, we'd be much better off as a family and just happier. So if I could, I would want that. Like, anything. I would just want that.
2: Okay. So we near our end. Thank you so much for coming. (laughs) Um, And I just want to know what's next Mm -hmm. for SMART? Uh, where they can find SMART, and if you have any piece of advice uh, to people that want to get into the industry, any students, listeners, what would you do, what would you tell
0: them? So, next step for SMART would be taking off on our New York branches and really getting New York SMART on the map. So that we have more chapters that are New York based and we can start holding more events here. We're going to have our fall webinar and seminar series coming up in New York as well. So if students sign up for SMART on studentmmj.com slash get involved, they can actually get more updates on the exact dates that we're going to have the seminars and webinars that they can, so that they can learn more about the industry and then get access to all the other events that we have coming up, as well as some other industry events coming up and some live streams that we have going on with our other branches. So we really want to like get a jump start on it because legalization is coming for New York. Mm-hmm. So 2020. Yes, hopefully. Yes. And it's going to take voting power. It's going to take education. We really want to make sure that, hey, New York is there. We have the students involved. We can get this out there. And at the end of the day, we as students of color and just our communities, communities of color in general, we have that foot in the ground already. And it's there so that we're not left behind when legalization hits.
2: For sure. Which, what, that's what they're trying to do. I mean, that's why they're doing back, backroom deals and all these different crap, so we get kicked out of the industry. Yes. Even though we started this bullshit.
0: It's Yeah. 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 I know, the irony of it all. Yes. When people want to get involved in the industry, I just tell them to go for it. But if you want to go for it, educate yourself. Okay. Don't just learn about what weed is. Learn about quality. Learn about standards. Learn about moderation. Learn about measuring out for your edibles, people. Learn
2: about terpies.
0: Yes, terps. Where them terps at? Yeah. <laughs> and also, when it comes to concentrates, life is too short to smoke mids. Mm. Do not settle for mids when it comes to concentrate. AKA, if you're going to put a, co- a product out there and you're going to put yourself behind the product, make sure it's the same quality of what you would want to put in your body that you're giving other people because at the end of the day this isn't just what gets us high has us have fun this is medicine and this is people's lives and health that we're dealing with and medicine
2: that's been uh, in around the world for centuries
0: it's in the bible (laughs) thank you yeah it's in the bible (laughs)
2: thank you thank you so how can they find you how can if they want to reach out to you how can they uh,
0: to reach out to me specifically, you would either have... Uh, the, social media, yeah. Social media would probably be the best. Uh, my social media handle is Encyclopedia. Uh, uh it out. <laughs> it's E-N-C-Y-C-L-O-B-R-I-D-I-A. Okay. And if they want to get in contact with SMART. So for SMART that one you're gonna to have to go on to studentmmj.com and on there you can actually not only sign up for SMART but also inquire to be an ambassador if you are a company that wants to donate to SMART or help fund one of their events you can on there contact us about actually getting involved in the community so if there are any cannabis companies that don't have job openings but want to get involved with student outreach and events. We also are welcome to working with the cannabis companies that want to do that as well as their providers towards the community. So companies can get in contact with us on there as well for that aspect. And then we also have our educational section where you can learn on there for free as well and then also view the jobs.
2: All right, if any companies out there want to give us some money <laughs> also as sponsors, please let us know any in cannabis industry. Um, leaders out there that want to give us money, we take your money. We're not ashamed of it.
1: And if you're looking for awesome young talent to join your ranks, get in contact with SMART.
2: And Bree. <laughs> All right, Bree. Thank you so much for being here today with us. Um, and Presto Doctor, want to give him a shout-out. Thank you, Presto, for always sponsoring us and giving us space to record. You guys rock. And if you need your medical car from the comfort of your own home, Please reach out to pressadopter.com and they will help you out and you don't have to go anywhere. Now, all right?
1: Before we go, remember to review us, rate and review us. Take a moment to just rate and review us. Uh, your reviews matter and uh, are super important. So, all part. right.
2: So, again, this is Blue Dream Radio with your boy, Frida. And LEG. And i see you next week. Peace.
1: Bye.
2: Bye.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Bree, for your brilliance and coming down and visiting us and representing Smart. We need to give a special shout out to our friends at Presto Doctor this week who continue to support us with recording space. If you're ever in need of a medical marijuana card, be sure to check out our friends at Presto Doctor. We have a special link in our show notes. Have you checked out our guest blog on Connoisseur Magazine? Well, head on over and check out this week's post at connoisseurmagazine.com.mx. As always, if you haven't taken a moment Please rate and review us. It gets us in front of new listeners every single day. Stay so connected to us on social media at Blue Dream Radio or shoot us an email at radio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Peace. Run your fingers down my
0: spine. elevation. Your medication makes me happy.
2: And it took so long to reach up Obsessed with your features. You got all different flavors. You got that loud beat speakers. Your best friend Keisha. No, I don't know.